Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of Live in Conversation. Um, Now, obviously, if you guys even saw the title of Episode 3, Season 2, you would see I am no longer a candidate for mayor of Los Angeles. Um, But, (laughs) sorry, I have a lot of hiccups. Um, But I am a candidate running for governor of California. Now, I did my research and a lot of states actually there's like a there's like kind of a ladder you have to climb in terms of like age in terms of, you know, requirements to campaign all that. And then I realized California is like the least ladder like and it's more of like a like a little little hill. <laughs> Because all the age requirements are 18. Every single type of political office you could hold, other than um, Congress, is 18. Because, I mean, Congress isn't really picked by the state. That's federally enforced. It's 25 for the reps. I believe it's 30 for the Senate, something like that. But, um, yeah, so basically every type of of municipal or or, or, or state, you know, office is, is minimum 18. And I'm going to be 18, maybe even 19 by the time the election comes around. Oh, wait, yes, I am going to be 19 when the election comes around. So, you know, very, very exciting news. Um, so I would be, I'm pretty sure I'd be the youngest governor in California history. I know I'd be the first um, gay one still. We're still making records, guys. We're still, we're still getting things through. I don't, I highly doubt I'm the first candidate to be LGBTQ, I'm almost certain there had to have been somebody else before me. If there hasn't been somebody else before me, then oh my goodness, what the hell? I'd be kind of surprised, honestly. But anyways, um, yeah, so I'm running. Um, you know, a lot of my policies are the same. Nothing really changed. If you actually went to my issues page, which yes, the website is now updated. I took the liberty of doing it myself and just reusing a lot of the stuff from the mayoral website including the link. So the link is exactly the same. Um, and then also, um, I'm going to have to update my, um, social media links on my LinkedIn bio, but the official website is now updated to the governor page. Um, it's the same link, same everything. It looks identical. It's just the color scheme is a little bit different. And by a little bit different, I mean, there's like a bit of orange and blue, in different places, but other than that, there really isn't anything else <laughs> different. Some some actual phrasing and stuff is a bit different, because, you know, it would be saying as mayor, like, every two sentences, <laughs> and, you know, I'm running to be governor, so, you know, that wouldn't really make much sense now, would it? So, yeah, but basically, um, I'm just here today to talk about a few things that I would do if I'm elected. Um, now, I'm gonna get the ball rolling right into the first topic, which actually I just tweeted about, um, which reminded me to come in here and do my episode, um, because I was very invested into a cup of coffee, and then, you know, you all know, you all probably know by now how that goes, you know, especially in the earlier episodes, I always was like, oh yeah, I'll bring my coffee in with me, and then I would literally get hooked on it, (laughs) but anyways, so the first thing I would do in office is I would basically cut everyone off. And not in a authoritarian, damaging to the economy way. I'm talking in a way that has been hurting Californians for years. And a lot of people don't know what I'm talking about. And I'll, I'll explain that right now, actually. I'm going to explain it right now. So, you know, um, we all know how high taxes are. It's no secret. 
California taxes are some of the highest taxes in the entire country. It's one of the most expensive states to live in, just based off of the tax alone, let alone the prices for inflation, the prices for a mortgage, the prices even for rent. It's astronomical. Now, my plan to tackle this, particularly the high tax part, first off, we need to just cut our budget. We need to lower the budget numbers. Not, not very drastic, more gradual. We need to gradually lower our spending when it comes to the budget, I personally think. You know, I feel like the state has to cover more things, but we need to make sure that money isn't being wasted along the way. We need to make sure our budget is 100% efficient and that not a single cent of it is being wasted because that budget is made by the people. So, additionally something that's made by the people, your taxes, your taxes that you do every year, right? Your state taxes, all that. When you pay so much extra in taxes in California, you would normally think, right? Oh, it goes right into our state. It goes back into our infrastructure as as the state of California, correct? Wrong. Sometimes it does. Other times, I'll tell you what happens to it. It gets sent over to Arkansas or where uh, Sarah Sanders, you know, uses your money to go diddle herself or, or something. I don't know what she does with it. Now, here's the funny part, right? All the states that we're sending this money to are red. They're red-controlled, which means they're Republican states. Now, what that means is these are the same states that are trying to push strict border patrol policies, policies that go directly against Californian values, you know. It goes directly against our state intentionally just because they do not agree with what the majority of of the population in our state and the majority of politicians in our state stand for, which is Californian values. Californian values to me is common sense, equality, and fair pay. That's personally what I believe. And if you really want to go into deep Californian values, you know, you could count in we need to we need to fix the border issue, but we don't need to kick all these people out. We need to enforce the open border policy. That's what I think we need to do personally, and I've been very open on that in the past. Now, additionally, one of the first things I would do getting back to the whole paying it to the red states part, these same red states continuously talk bad about us. You know, Arkansas, almost certain they've received money from us. I'm pretty sure every single red state at this point has received taxpayer money from us. Well, guess what? That's over. That's finished. Under my administration, the technical term is subsidizing. Under my administration, we will no longer be subsidizing states that speak of California in a negative manner. Because that does not contribute to our economy whatsoever. If anything, this makes our economy worse than it is. Subsidizing is not beneficial to us, especially if it is going across the country to people who are directly opposing us in the Senate, in the House, in the federal government. You know, we we can't continue to just support the enemy and expect to win this. You know, this is this is one of the most historic battles of politics, I believe, of all time, you know, in my opinion, in modern history, yes. And, you know, we're pretty much just giving the money out of our hands. And actually, this, this fact came from the Associated Press, the AP. Now, the reason why I saw this, actually, somebody back in, like, 2017, something like that, they were all trying to say that red states paid for blue states. So that basically they tried to say red states subsidized blue states. 
I've been to a red state. I've been to Virginia many times. I've been to, to, to Florida many times. I've been to Texas a couple times. There is no chance they're subsidizing us. Because their taxes are dirt cheap. That's why people move to red states is because of the cheap taxes and maybe because they've had enough of our quote-unquote extremist policies. But that's besides the point, you know? Um, yeah, uh, Me personally, and then, oh, oh, whoa, this is actually a good one right here. You know, prime example that I just, I, it's very recent, I just, I just remembered it. You know, Arkansas, the governor of Arkansas, Republican, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, right? Worked on the Trump administration. And she is, she is most definitely getting money that is being subsidized by Californians. And it's not just California that's been, that's been subsidizing these red states. It's every blue state that pays high taxes. So New York, they're counted. I'm almost certain Pennsylvania, New Jersey, everything in that area is also paying for them. And we need to stop. We, we need to stop giving them money because that will show them who's boss, quite frankly. You know, I, it's, it's ridiculous that we've even allowed this to go on for so long. There are 50 states in this country, last time I checked, and that is correct. There are 50 states in this country. So why is one state having to suffer with high taxes, high crime rates, and can't do anything about it that'll actually work? But we have to go give our money to, you know, Sarah Sanders so that she can basically do nothing with it. Who are we to be giving them money is my question. Because the reason why we're giving them money is, is extremely unclear to me because there, there's no reason to be giving Arkansas money. If anything, that money should be going to the federal government. And that's if anything. Obviously, I'm pretty sure a bit of money does go to the federal government. But why, why are we subsidizing all these states? There is no reason to subsidize these states. And quite honestly, if you asked me, I would say if they want to act independent, they better look like working like they're independent. Because if you're not working like you're independent, but you're speaking like you're independent, then you're not independent. You are a puppet. You're a sock puppet. That's pretty much what you are being reduced to. That's what you're reducing yourself to. You can always choose to stop, you know, receiving subsidies from us, you can always choose to do that, but you don't. And why don't you? Is the weird question because you probably actually use the money. Probably not for the greatest things, you know. You know, um, all these red states don't exactly have the greatest um, <laughs> government, to say the least. But, you know, I just find it weird that the Californians have to be at the butt end of the stick and they have to pay for these other states. Um, and these other states that just push ridiculous, an- an- non constitutional values um you know i think it's it's ridiculous personally i think that'll that'll definitely stop under my administration um because here's the thing you know you might have um different choices in this election when it comes to you know um lieutenant governor the lieutenant governor that's currently in office you know you she's running for governor you have betty Yee, who i previously endorsed until i entered this uh campaign um now you know they're both okay choices i would suppose you know but here's the thing. Neither of them are going to go to Arkansas's doorstep. Neither of them are going to go to these doorsteps and tell them the, the paychecks are going to stop coming in. No one's going to tell them that. But you know who would tell them that? Me. I'll, I will take myself on a train 
straight to Arkansas, go to Governor Sanders' front door and tell her that there's no more paychecks coming and there's no more subsidizing coming from California to you or to any red state for that matter. That is ridiculous. I personally believe that, you know, if, if you want to basically badmouth our our country, our state, not our country, Jesus, if you want to badmouth our state, meanwhile, our state has given you so much money, then we're not going to keep giving you money. That's ridiculous, especially considering that you're trying to oppose everything that we're trying to do on a federal level. You know, Governor Newsom, who I actually do support um, for once, you know, but unfortunately he can't run another term, hence why I'm running, you know, um, now, with that situation, he he's proposed the 28th Amendment, which would basically add a lot of gun safety, gun, gun regulation, and I support the 28th Amendment wholeheartedly. I love the amendment. I think it's great, and I think it needs to be put in immediately. But as governor, I, and it sounds a little cheesy, and it might sound like a little bit of a ripoff, but I will be drafting and submitting the 29th amendment of the of the united states constitution and the 29th amendment would simply um basically prohibit um large media outlets from spreading propaganda or misinformative headlines um as long as they um they they give them some sort of gain whether it be financial whether it be personal whether it be uh you know corporate whether it be political you know, any type of gain, if they're getting any type of gain whatsoever from spreading the propaganda and, and the false uh, narr- information and everything, that is pro- that would be prohibited underneath the 29th Amendment. Additionally, that protects um, minorities from being discriminated against in the media, um, especially um, for no reason. Um, that needs to be prohibited, in my opinion, um, and that certain mi- certain minorities definitely do need to be protected. There should be no discrimination disguised as news. Basically, the Twenty Ninth Amendment, the the short term name, the short name that I would call it is the News is News Amendment, because the news should be the news. The news should not be heavily opinionated. The news should not be spinning false headlines. The news should not be spreading propaganda based on the the political party of their choice you know every single time fox news run, runs a headline that that has propaganda in it it's, it's always pro gop propaganda but then you look at who that's benefiting the people that they that, that they like the gop it's it's benefiting them and it's also benefiting the people who are saying it on the news because that's who they support that has no place under the news and news is news amendment because me personally i think that should be illegal I think that should be a federal crime that you are spreading mass propaganda for your own gain. And this isn't just, oh yeah, if you spread propaganda or if you spread something that I don't agree with, then you are going to jail. That's not the case at all. The case is simply that if you are spreading lies, if you are deceiving the people of this country for your own gain or to manipulate them to eventually contribute to your own gain, that is illegal. That, that could be – that's pretty much brainwashing the people with propaganda. That is something that, that you know, Russia did, that, that, that the communists did. This country is not communist. It never will be communist. This is a democracy last time I checked. And we need to start treating it like one, which means we cannot allow communist propaganda to be airing on the news consistently. And that goes for both sides, you know. If, if we're starting to brainwash the children into, you know, voting a certain way, whether it be – 
Republican, Democrat, Green, Libertarian, what, whatever it might be. As long as it's disguised as news, it should not be allowed. Political campaign ads, town halls, all that, that's totally fine. But if a news anchor themselves is not directly involved within that campaign, or, well, here's a better way of saying it. If a news anchor is on the news, if they're on the news show, there, there shouldn't be any persuasion to go vote for somebody. Now, that's ridiculous. You cannot be telling people who to vote for, especially if it's televised to millions of Americans. That is wrong. Americans have their freedom. Americans have their freedom. But these people are trying to take those away. And it's been very blatant and it's been very obvious, you know. Them telling you to go vote for Trump or telling you to go vote for Bush or whoever it might have been, Mitt Romney, John McCain, you know. Them basically telling you to go vote for these people is something that North Korea does. North Korea does have elections. I believe it's every five years. There's only one choice. Or I think alternatively you could scribble out his name and then you get sent to a death camp or a work camp. It's awful. It is absolutely awful. I've read many stories about North Korea. It is awful. But in a dream GOP society, especially today's GOP, which has gone far right, I personally can see it becoming a fusion of North Korea and Russia because they don't have the rights to an opinion. They don't have their freedoms. What they have is quote-unquote elections that are either always rigged or always only have one choice. That is what I simply think. They disguise their monarchy and their and their their tyranny and their and their communist rule. They disguise that as a democracy so their people do not realize it. That is how easy it would realistically be. And that's what we need to prevent. Because if we do not prevent it and and if we let a high enough amount of people that are republican into office that are extremist, that is the inevitability. This country will change for the worst. And and at that point, we don't know what we could do. That's why it's very important to do your research on these people, to form an informed opinion, and then to realize who the best choice is. You know, I'm I'm the only person on the board right now running as a Democrat currently um, that stands for lowering taxes. Um, I'm the only person who has openly said... We're cutting all the subsidies with the red states. You know, we're cutting all those off. Additionally, I'm the only person who has said I will crack down on crime very strongly. And that instead of giving that money to red states, we're going to reinvest that back into our safety, into our environment, into our infrastructure, into cracking down on crime in our state. I see so many videos every single day within Oakland and the San Francisco Bay Area of of constant break-ins, of constant burglaries, of constant muggings, of shootings, of of robbings. I see this every single day on my phone, on the news. It's time we put an end to it. I will work extremely closely with every single mayor in our state to fix the underlying issues of our state. Our state is the golden state. California is the golden state. And it's time we treat it like it is. It's time we treat it like it is the golden state. Because it is the golden state. This state 
is gorgeous. You have some of the nicest, most tourist-visited cities in the world within our state. We have amazing mountainside, amazing beaches, amazing the San Francisco Bay Area. I've only been twice, and I want to live there for the rest of my life, honestly. It just looks gorgeous. Um, You know, you have Northern California. You have everything. You have the desert. We have so many events that happen in California every single year. We have music festivals, concerts, everything you could possibly think of. California has it, and they do it better than everybody else. So it's time we start treating California better instead of giving our money to everybody else. That's what I think. Now, you know... Another thing that I would do um, as governor, of course, is protect the education and protect the curriculum from any potential future GOP interference. Um, You know, we saw it in Florida. Um, You know, Governor DeSantis is basically trying to say that slavery positively impacted slaves, which is not the case at all. That is completely false. And honestly, Ron DeSantis, how dare you? That's that's all I have to say, you know. Um, how dare you do that? That that is absurd. You know, you should be impeached right now. You should be put up in a jail cell for the rest of your life for saying such awful things. But anyways, off of that topic, well, kind of still on it. But anyways, this propaganda that is being infused into Floridian curriculum is ridiculous. And I will make sure that the curriculum of Californian students is protected, unbiased, and completely propaganda-free. That's the minimum that we owe our children. Another thing that we owe our children is a, a, a planet to actually live on and to, and to have the torch passed on to them. That's what they deserve. And you know how we need to do it? We need to take care of our environment. I think, and I I introduced it during my mayoral campaign, the city pollution tax, it has now become the state, well, the California state pollution tax. The state pollution tax will tax every single contributor of pollution within the state of California. Depending on the amount of pollution that is coming out of that source, the tax price will rise. So if you have a lot of pollution coming out, that tax is going to be real high. And if it's just a little itty-bitty bit, it's going to be a little bit lower. This makes sure that, we have, that we're getting money out of these people. And that money is going to go directly into reinvesting into our environment and reinvesting into the quality of life in our state. Um, you know, we, we need to end the homelessness crisis. We need to fix the healthcare crisis. We need to fix all these crises that have fallen upon us and, and a lot of other states that are densely populated. You know, we need to actually fix these things instead of sitting around and doing nothing. Um, in my opinion, I feel like that's the best way to go about it. Um, you know, I, I find it a little odd that we really haven't done much about a lot of these issues. Um, and granted, there's always been, there's always pushback on a lot of things that you might do. Um, even if it's from your party, you know, um, and in a way I, I feel like I might not even win the, win the primary, 
um, for governor. If I don't win the primary, I'm just saying it right now, I'm running. I'm still running. I'm just not going to run as the Democrat. You know, I'm still going to have the same policies, the same everything. I'm just not going to run as a Democrat. You know, right now, I'm running as a Democrat. And that's only because, you know, I feel like more people are familiar with that name within the state of California. The state of California always votes Democrat. So it's like more people are familiar with the name of a Democrat, you know. And and it just seems like people aren't really as open to a third party, unfortunately. You know, um, I feel like they should be, definitely, because there's some good ones. But there's also some bad ones. You know, look at the Libertarian Party. They're awful, right? But then you look at the Green Party. It's like they're really not that bad, you know. But, yeah, so, I mean, I'm running as a Democrat for the Democratic nomination. Um, However, if I do lose that, which I kind of have a feeling I might, um, if I do lose that nomination, then I'm just going to run as an independent. So there's no getting rid of me. I might not have the biggest odds at winning, but there's no getting rid of me. That's personally my stance on it, Um, you know. So, yeah, but um, (laughs) that's that. Um, let me see what else I want to talk about relating to it. Um, huh. I mean, additionally, um, we're also making California a safe state, which means, you know, people from any other state can come to California if they need an abortion, if they wish to have a transgender surgery, if they wish to have hormone replacement therapy. If they wish to have, you know, plastic surgeries, cosmetic surgeries done, whatever that, that is legal that you want to do to your body, that is your body and it is your choice. And California will support your choice unconditionally. Under my administration, that choice, which is your choice for your body, will be supported by California unconditionally. And any medical medical office that refuses you from be for just for being out of state will be investigated, and it could potentially result in their practicing license be, practicing license being revoked. I do not mess around when it comes to taking the rights away from American people. Getting your own surgery and doing what you want with your body is your constitutional right and it is your human right. And the fact that, you know, people have been trying to take that away is unconstitutional and they should be arrested and locked up for the rest of their lives for it. So do not be mistaken if I am elected. California will be a safe state for everyone. I do not mess around when it comes to the government taking the constitutional rights away and taking the human rights away. And additionally, I will support workers. I will support workers. I will support their rights, their needs. Every workplace needs to be safe. It needs to be friendly to the workers. It needs to have everything a worker could possibly need. And then on top of that, the workers have the right to unionize, so let them unionize. If you are caught union busting, I'm still going to keep the union busting tax. Obviously, I, I basically introduced this in, in well, on my mayoral run as well. You know, I would tax union busting corporations extra for union busting activity. Now, here's the thing. I will now take this and make it bigger. So, within the entire state of California, 
that tax will be placed on top of any company that decides to union bust. So California will be pro-union. It'll be pro-working class. It'll be pro-workers. It'll be pro-everyone except pro-propagandist and pro-extremist. Those two out the window. Get out. Go, go, go to another state. Go, go to Arizona. Go with Carrie Lake and, and, and have your delusional conspiracy theories about how she supposedly is the governor when she really isn't because Katie Hobbs is the governor. Yeah, exactly. So, you know. I just find it ridiculous that, you know, we're, we're in, in a day and age where rights promised by the Constitution and promised just by being a human are being basically eradicated or, or, or basically at risk because of some bimbos in office that, I, you know, don't know their head from their rear. Um, so, yeah. But anyways, um, those are just some of my policies um, for my uh, governor campaign. I hope you choose to support me as your choice for the Democratic primary. And I hope I will see you guys there in 2026. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.